Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Hello and welcome in to another episode of The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by Aaron Coscarelli and legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. A reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. You can also check out The Sharp Edge on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. This is our NCAA Conference Tournament Preview Show. We'll go through the Power 5 Conference Tournaments, maybe a couple of mid-majors as well, and get you ready for Selection Sunday, which comes your way next week. But first, I got to start the podcast off by checking in on the heater status of one Brandon Lang. Have we cooled off or are we uh, scorching as ever right now? Oh, no, we're we're scorching. Um, came with, you know, the Super Bowl for me was 150-dime selection, um, and I hit it, and that was the fifth straight 150-dimer that I'd hit. And that's about as high as I go. I'll go a rear 200-dimer every now and then, but, but, but 150 sort of the – I came with the 150 on Clemson over Ohio State, got lucky there, came 150 on Tennessee over the New England Patriots, came 150 with the Titans over the Ravens, Came 150 on the Niners over the Packers. Came 150 uh, on Kansas. No, so that was that was what five in a row. Clemson, Titans, Titans, Packers. 150 in the Super Bowl um, and hit that with the Chiefs. And then came 150 last Saturday on Cal going to overtime beating uh, Utah. And uh, so we're doing number seven on Saturday. Uh, never look back. I, I do this thing where I guarantee a game. Uh, so Wednesday, I guaranteed if I don't hit this play, I'll give you Saturday's seventh straight 150 dimer absolutely free. It wasn't a marquee game. It wasn't a top 25 game. Um, you want handicapping 101. I'll give you handicapping 101. I went to Conference USA. North Texas uh, was going on the road to face NC Charlotte. Um, Charlotte earlier earlier this year at home had beaten Wake Forest out of the ACC. Charlotte had beaten Davidson as a 10-point dog, beat them at home, blew them out. Um, so I checked the box scores of – this is Handicapping 101 for our podcast listeners just so they can <laughs> figure out how my mind works. So beating Wake Forest and beating Davidson early in the year, you would think that their up-and-down season, win two, lose two, win two, lose two, there'd be injuries. So you have to match the box scores of the team that beat Wake Forest and Davidson early in the year that was games two and three out of the box back in november and you take those box scores of nc charlotte and you go to their last win and you see if the same players are in and everybody's healthy they just have been a bit inconsistent now let's flip it over to north texas north texas at home last saturday clinched the conference usa regular season title but they clinched it by beating their nemesis western kentucky who had beaten them 11 in a row gets better not only did they finally get the monkey off their back and beat Western Kentucky, 
but they had to go to overtime to do it. So let's set the table for you. So now you're going on the road, having clinched the number one seed, having won the regular season title. Now you're all set to go, and you've got to go to NC Charlotte after finally beating Western Kentucky, and you're laying five and a half to NC Charlotte to try to get the most home victories they've ever had in conference ever. NC Charlotte went wire to wire, dominated, and won the game 56-43. And North Texas didn't even show up. They didn't care about the game. Why would they? Why would they? You already clinched everything you needed to clinch. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. When you find these obscure games and you find these situations and you do your homework, and that's the kind of heater it's been on. I mean, I closed out February um, on a 13 and one run, went 19 and 10 uh, in in February, and then out of the box here, we're on a 14 and three run now in college basketball. And I think I've made a $10 better, close to 10 grand. So I followed up NC Charlotte on Wednesday with UConn. It's so sad about UConn, too, by the way. I love Danny Hurley. I like Danny Hurley more as a coach than Bobby Hurley. If you watch Danny and Bobby coach, all Bobby does is cry and pout about calls. Danny Hurley is just <laughs> fired up, and pulling for his kids and, and doing what he's got to do. And so um, UConn lost nine games this year by seven points or less three in double overtime, two in overtime. They are an NCAA team that's not going to get to play in the NCAA tournament because of – I mean, listen, they're still 19 and 12, Yeah, but they don't have enough good wins. They're hoping to get get a little invitation to the NIT. They were catching two last night to Houston, um, and I jumped all over UConn. They got me the outright win, 77-71. So right now for me, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched so much college basketball the last couple of weeks that, that you have to trust your eye test. You have to trust, you know, you have to trust what you see. And, and, and I've, I've done that. And I think that's a large reason why I'm as hot as I am in college basketball. Well, I, I'll judge my eye test and I'm not being a homer here, but I think Seton Hall is absolutely a final four team this year. It's not just me being a Jersey kid and rooting for the local team. They have shown this year that they are capable of beating anybody in any arena, you know, and Rutgers can decide what they want to do on their home court and, you know, whatever, but uh, they have the best home court advantage in the country. Seton Hall is dominant. They got players that can take over the game. And if they can get into the East region and play in New York, that would be great. If not, they'll end up somewhere, probably maybe in the Midwest, having to go to Indianapolis in the regional. Uh, but this is absolutely a team that's capable of going to the final four. I tell you what, I watched him play Villanova the other night. Villanova missed some free throws down the stretch, and Seton Hall never never quit. Sidebar story: Years ago, as, as when I was caddying, and I caddied for Kevin Willard, and uh, he had just gotten the job at Seton Hall. And I got to tell you, uh, I can't tell you what a nice guy he was, and a guy that I said I would root for, and glad to see that, that program's turn around. They have the kind of team that I don't know if they can get the final four. They need the the, the right kind of draw because if you take Powell out of the equation and he doesn't go off. Um, they tend to struggle and bog down a little bit, um, but 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 they're definitely a team that's going to give somebody fits. We'll see how the how the Big East tournament uh, riles up. Aaron, is there a team that, that before we get into some conference tournament action that you've been uh, keeping an eye on? Yeah, well, and real quick to touch on that game, you know, I don't know if the Blue Jays necessarily have the firepower to match Miles Powell if this does in fact turn into a shootout, but. Um, You know, I want to give some respect to the people that are listening if they are Pac-12 fans like myself. And I want to get Brandon's take on this because you talk about a team, you know, a team that's on a roll and a team that's on a win streak and now a team heading into 
the opponent that they lost to previously, I want to say in January. And of course, I know I went to USC. People call me a Trojan homer. That's fine. But I want to break down this UCLA-USC game because there's a kind of a lot of interesting intangibles with this game. You know, um, what I want to say the Bruins are on a seven-game win streak. Um, they Yes, they locked up the first round by uh, heading into the Pac-12 tournament. Okay, cool. That's great. Um, the Trojans won already. They, they beat them for the first time at the poly pavilion i want to say for the first time in four years but you know pretty commanding win 74 63 but since that game ucla has gone 11 and 3 they've already clinched that by the trojans really need this win to get that by and obviously they're still playing for that regular season conference title so for me Too much is on the line for the Trojans. This game is at home, the comfy confines of the Galen Center, where the Trojans are very comfortable. They have a 13-2 and record. UCLA, I say, takes the foot off the gas. The Trojans win by 11. They sweep those dusty Bruins for the first time since 2015-2016. But I want to throw this at Brandon's way because UCLA is 4-0, 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games. And they're 7-0 straight up in their last in the Pac-12. So my question to Brandon is, the Bruins are coming into the Galen Center on a hot streak, winning seven games in a row. I think it's seven or maybe it's eight. My question to you, Brandon, is do you see them continuing with that momentum? Or do they or do you believe since they've clinched that by, even though this is for a conference title. Do they take their foot off the gas? Well, you, you, you first of all have to look at their coach. I've had the good fortune to, to get to know Mick at the Kentucky Derby the last couple of years when he was at Cincinnati, and he goes to the Derby every year, and I'm sure I'll see him there again this year. He likes the ponies a little bit. and uh, Super, super, super guy. Uh, years back, I said that I, I coached uh, AAU basketball for a couple of weeks with my boy Matt Pauls. We are one out of New Jersey. Their backcourt was Trayvon Duval and Quad A Green. Green, of course, is at Washington and because of academics uh, got suspended and that pretty much killed their season. Uh, Duval went to Duke and, and played one year. Now he's in the, the, the G League. But um, one of our We Are One players from that team went to Cincinnati and became their center. So when Matt and I went out to, to dinner that night, Mick was there and came over and we basically just talked shop for, for about an hour. I can't tell you what a great guy he is. And when he got hired by UCLA, I just felt, you know what, he's the right guy for the job. He's going to turn them around. It took them time to get, get into his system and play defense and buy into what, what Mick likes to do. But at the end of the day, uh, they're getting it now. And as you so uh, perfectly pointed out, this is one red hot team right now, other than the, the snoozer at Arizona State where they got blown out, but then they rebounded two days later to beat Arizona on the road as a 12-and-a-half point dog. Uh, they went up to Oregon and got beat up a little bit. But other than that, they have been red hot. It, it depends on which USC team shows up. They went to Utah and completely imploded. They had guys out with the flu. They didn't play well at all. They, they were garbage at Colorado. They were garbage against Utah getting blown out by 14. But then they came back home in a, in a low-scoring game and beat Arizona, and then took care of Bobby Hurley in Arizona State. So um, most certainly the lean would be towards USC. But again, um, this UCLA team is a dangerous team right now. Now, many say they're in. Many say they're on the bubble. I think if you break down the body of work between these two, 
I will say that I believe UCLA is safely in, and I think USC needs this win to get in, only because UCLA is probably, I think they're tied for the lead in the Pac-12 or, or, or one game back, and you finish that high in the conference, they're, they're in. I think USC has to have this win to get off the bubble, and I think based on how good they've been at home this year, I, I do agree with you, Aaron. I think the right side of the game is USC. Scott, your thoughts? I think both of those teams are fighting to maybe uh, stay, you know, stay out of the eight nine game. Uh, I think USC is probably a higher seed than that right now. Uh, maybe they're a seven. I don't know. I think UCLA is hovering around that eleven seed. You know, that final Power Five conference seed, which is the eleven, and they actually might be better staying at a ten if they rise up that high. Because I don't like being in the eight nine game. Because then you have to play the one seed in the second round. I don't like that. I think you'd rather be uh, in that 7-10 matchup and play the two seed in the second round, uh, especially when you consider how top-heavy the tournament's going to be this year. I think UCLA right now is like play-in game eligible, you know, fighting for that 11th seed. Uh, They could play their way, though, into a 10 seed, maybe into that 8-9 game. Same with USC. I have USC a little bit above UCLA, but I think how these teams do in the Pac-12 tournament is going to decide – uh, how they end up in the NCAA tournament as far as seeding is uh, concerned. I want to talk about the conference tournament, guys, and get predictions for all of the, I guess let's do the Power Five conference tournaments and who's going to win these, and maybe we can extend to like the Atlantic 10, Biggies, and, and others. So why don't we start in the Pac-12 since that's the one that we were talking about. The favorite is Oregon at plus 180. Arizona is your second favorite at plus 350. Aaron, we'll start with you since you seem to be the Pac-12 expert here. Who is winning the Pac-12 conference tournament? Well, yeah, so, and that was another game I I wanted to get your guys' take on too was the Stanford um, at Oregon game because what we've been seeing from Oregon, this high up-tempo, high-end, quick, fast offense, I want to say Oregon is actually the second highest scoring offense in the Pac-12 They average 75, almost 78 points per game. Oregon is the favorite because of that. Um, And, you know, like I had mentioned, they have a game against Stanford, uh, who is winless. They are 0-8 when they allow uh, at least 68 points. So uh, not only is Oregon going to take very good care of that game against Stanford, I do believe that they're the favorite for good reason, and they're probably going to end up, yeah, Taking the taking the conference title as well, and indeed, Brandon, who's your selection? I watched Oregon play Cal last night. Um, just ran him out of the gym. Uh, I watched all of the, yeah. the, the Pac-12 last night, channel surfing. Um, I, I'm a big believer in in Oregon. Uh, it starts with Pritchard. Um, just the, the level he's playing at. He single handedly beat Arizona last week uh, in the overtime game. It was pretty darn impressive to see. This team is athletic, and they've been the most consistent team in the Pac-12 all year long. So I don't see anybody in this game-by-game scenario the next few days actually looking forward to going down and watching the semis um, here in Vegas. So I got Oregon at minus 180. All right, let's go to the SEC. Kentucky is the favorite. at. Oh, by the way, I agree with you guys. I'm going chalk with Oregon there at the top. Kentucky is the favorite in the SEC at plus 180, followed by Auburn at plus 300, Florida at plus 450. For some reason, I think, uh, you know, I obviously think Kentucky's the favorite for a reason. 
I kind of like sprinkling a little bit on Auburn. I think you're on crack. You think I'm on crack? Okay. I'm just saying. I think you're on crack. Auburn, Auburn, I I wouldn't waste my money on Auburn. Um, There are are warning signs that you have to allow yourself. I just, you just don't like Bruce Pearl. That's fine. It's fine. You just don't like Bruce Pearl. I don't, I don't, that's right. I don't mind. I don't (laughs) mind Bruce Pearl. Let's, let's make sure we're clear on this. I don't mind Bruce Pearl at all. But if you're a team and you're playing late in the year like this and you're playing at home, there's games that you, you, you should not lose. You, you, at this point in the season, if, if your team is where, as a coach, if your team is where you want them right now, you handle your business. For Auburn to allow Texas A&M to come in there and as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog on Wednesday night, and they beat Auburn outright 78-75. That's a warning sign to me, a big warning sign for me. On the flip side of that, um, Kentucky, same thing. Kentucky on Wednesday night allowed a team in Tennessee to go in there in Kentucky minus 8.5. They lost outright at home 81-73. So for me, um, a team I've seen playing, a team that I'm, I, I believe is going to make a little bit of a run here, I'm going to tell you what, Florida at plus 450. Um a little up and down, but this this team can play. Went to Kentucky, lost a six-point game, blew out Louisiana State at home, lost a tough one at Tennessee, and then blew out Georgia. Um, they got some quality wins this year. I, I like I, I like this Florida team in this tournament and incredible value. I'm going on a limb and taking the Florida Gators. Aaron? <sighs> um, God. Take Kentucky like every other hot girl takes Kentucky. <laughs> Go ahead and bomb um, with Ashley Judd. That's fine. I'm not going to hate you. No, I, you know what? I I have to actually agree with Brandon on that. The um, the Wildcats, they've been on a roll. Uh, although they completely collapsed, that he blew that seven-point lead at home, like you are mentioning. I don't know. This one's tough for me. I feel, I feel like I'm going to go on the other side. Sorry, Brandon. I'm going with Kentucky. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's let's go to the Big Ten here because this might be the best conference tournament that we're going to see uh, this year. Brandon, your boy, uh, your boys at Michigan State sometimes look like they uh, don't Uh deserve to be in the tournament. And other times they look like they are a final four team. They are they are the most consistently inconsistent team that I've seen watching them play. That being said, I think they are tournament tested. That's something that we like to say come this time of the year. I think they are capable of making a run. At plus 320, they are actually the favorites in the Big Ten to win the conference tournament. I watched a lot of Ohio State recently. I think at plus 700, there's great value on Ohio State to win the Big Ten. But if you're asking me to pick a Big Ten team right now that's capable of going through the NCAA tournament and advancing a couple of rounds, I actually do think that it's Michigan State. But I'm going to go for the plus value money and go with Ohio State to win this conference tournament, but Michigan State to go deeper in the NCAA tournament. I'm shoving all in on Tom Izzo in Michigan State. What I've what I've seen from them the last four weeks after their second half collapse against Maryland on the 15th of February. Um, they went in and blew out Nebraska, took care of Iowa at home, won back-to-back on the road at Maryland and Penn State. They were down 19 in the first half mm-hmm. on watching mm-hmm. the game, but it was one of the most incredible things because this 14-3 and run that I'm on in college basketball, one of those losses was Penn State plus the two at home on Tuesday night 
and I'm sitting there up 19 in the first half. I'm up 15 at the half. I'm like, yeah, the streak continues, baby. And I watched Michigan State erase a 15-point first-half deficit, halftime deficit. I watched them erase that in the first five minutes of the second half to take a one-point lead. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. And in this, as this comeback was going on, Cassius Winston had did something that pissed off Tom Izzo. And so they go to a TV timeout, and Izzo, his assistant coaches have to have to restrain him from going after Cassius Winston, who's his senior point guard who's been with him for four years. And Winston's going after Izzo, and Winston won't back down. And Izzo just turned had no part of the timeout. And then they went back out and, and, and handled their business and, and just kept going. The fight and the at times it looks like they're they're gonna hit each other. Uh-huh. And yet they just and, and and they've taken on the first member. This team was the preseason number one and then they lost Lankford, um, their shooting guard. And now they got this kid Watts who's seeing minutes and Henry's coming along and Tillman's got it going and Winston's got it going and they got I'm telling you, he's gonna pull another rabbit out of the hat. It's just he very what well he does, could man, and it's it's unbelievable. Um, they're going to win the Big Ten uh, regular season tournament, and they're going to make a run in the NCAA tournament. So I'm and all and in Tom, is, Tom Izzo's quote about that argument was that, you know, sometimes it takes that to get a player to play differently. And he said, look, he said, I, I was mad at Cassius. I've been mad at Draymond. I've been mad at Mateen. I've been mad at a lot of people. So this is nothing new for Tom Izzo. Aaron, are you riding with us on Sparty? Yeah, I'm feeling good about Michigan State. Did you, so you guys think they're going to get the one seed? Lock it up? No. No, they're probably going to be a three, a three, potentially a four. The, they the, need help, uh, right? They need- yeah, they, well, they'll win the Big Ten tournament. They need some teams to, to lose. But lose. they had a rough stretch okay. there of losing. The, the three losses in a row, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan, those three in a row pretty much took any hopes of being a one or a two. They win the Big Ten. Uh, they might sneak a three seed in there. They'll be a live the three day, seed. I, I'll tell you that much. It'd be a they'd be a very live three seed. I I see him. I see him as a three seed. Uh, the ACC is an interesting tournament because I would have said, you know, a couple of maybe a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, if you asked me who's the best team in the ACC right now, I would have said Florida State. What does Florida State do? They go out there and they lay an egg. Um, maybe Louisville is the best team. Duke can beat anybody on any given night, but as Brandon likes to say, they are extremely overrated. And then there is Virginia saying, hey, we're a championship team. We didn't have a good start to the season, and now here we are coming on strong. We have won seven straight games here, and we have a chance to run through this ACC conference tournament. Right now, Florida State is the favorite at plus 200, followed by Duke, Louisville, Virginia is plus 750. To me, this is like put a blindfold on and, and throw a dart at the board because I have no idea who's winning the ACC tournament. Aaron, take a shot. <sighs> I have nothing creative to add. I unfortunately am going to go with the favorite, and I'm going to say Florida State on this one. But that's why that's why this is such a fun tournament to watch because, like you said, there's so much great competition with Louisville. So I don't know, Brandon, what's your take with the ACC tournament? I think the value on Louisville you take a shot with, but I believe Florida State's the most athletic and best team in the ACC. The eye test tells me Florida State is dangerous. They are a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, I Listen, it's hard to just keep executing 
um, at the level in the ACC that that you have to execute at all year long. The big wins that Florida State has had um, far outweigh the little hiccup they had at Clemson. They figured out a way to take care of Notre Dame, um, although they didn't cover the they did cover the one and a half number. At the end of the day you're going to have hiccups late in the year on the road. Remember, Auburn lost at home to Texas A&M. You're going to have hiccups on the road. I like the way Florida State bounced back after the loss to Clemson. I'm all in on Florida State, and um, but I would also take that incredible value um, with Louisville at plus over 700. But does, uh, does it – hold on. Does it concern you, though, that all of their losses have been on the road? Nah, because they because they they've shown me Florida State that they can also win on the road. Um, they beat NC State, rock solid win. Beat Notre Dame, beat Wake Forest, and here's the big for Florida State to knock off Louisville at Louisville plus six and a half, beat them by thirteen. So it, it, Louisville on the road, they've had a couple of nice wins. All I'm saying is it's from a value standpoint. I'm getting sure. a team that was ranked in the top five early in the year um, at plus over 700 that if they get their point guard back, who they've been missing the last couple of weeks, that's when they did their early damage on the year. I think they jumped out to an 11-0 and record. Uh, big win over Michigan, big win over Pitt. Um, that point guard has been – banged up i believe he's going to be back in the lineup for the conference tournaments keep an eye on that but 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 i'm still going to shove all in on florida state in the big east uh i can't bet on seton hall because they i can't do it in new jersey legally but on a new jersey team i think I, you heard what i said at the beginning of the podcast i think they're the team that's coming out of this conference i think they're a final four team i'm going to pick them to win the big east but villanova certainly capable of winning this conference creighton as well uh, aaron where do you see this conference going you know you mentioned villanova you mentioned seton hall um to me, those are the two that I would say I would keep an eye on as far as I'm concerned. Seton Hall, like you said, has a great program, a great organization, and I think they're putting themselves in a position to crash the party uh, and maybe take this tournament by storm. Wow, that's a bold prediction. If St. John's goes on to win the Big East tournament. They're plus 5,000 right now. I will, I will, I will completely dress in drag, and I will spend a whole day in LA <laughs> videotaping myself dressed. Listen, in drag, Saint, all right, you don't, you're not gonna have to do that because Saint John, Saint John's is not winning this tournament, exactly. so don't worry about. But I that, like. Okay? Well, listen, I love Aaron taking a shot, man. That's why I love her. She loves dogs. She's hot. She wears boots with jeans. She can't beat that. Um, I'm all in on Villanova, bro. I watched them beat Seton all the other night. Jay Wright's got this team playing well. They're great away from home. And I, I think Villanova is going to make another one of their Big East runs that they always make. I believe we are going to see a rematch in the finals of the Seton Hall-Villanova OT game we got from the other night. Not, it didn't go to OT, but it's, uh, um, I think we get that rematch of what I thought was a great game. So I'm all in. Uh, on Big East tournament, always one of the best uh, times of the year. Uh, finally, in the Big 12, Kansas or Baylor? <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? Uh, neither. I'm going off uh, I'm going Texas Tech, who has a big game tomorrow against uh, Kansas. Plus Make, seven hundred. Yep. If I'm getting more than if wow. I'm getting more than listen, they they just went into Baylor and should have beat him. I uh, had him beat and lost a uh, lost a heartbreaker in overtime. Um, 
You watch them beat Kansas tomorrow. Watch them take care of business Kansas tomorrow. Wow. Uh, Chris Beard's got this. Chris Beard's got this team playing well right now. Um, like I said, um, the, the the loss at Baylor by three in OT. Um, the big game against Kansas tomorrow is going to tell you a lot. But I think you take a shot with with them. Yeah, listen, I, I I never win in the Big Twelve anyway. It's it's kind of the one conference. Although I have had a couple of big wins this year with Kansas. Um, uh, it's just so easy. I don't like Kansas the way they struggled against Kansas State the other day, but um, obviously the smart money's on Kansas. If you want a sleeper, uh, take Texas Tech. Aaron? I like Kansas, and also Texas Tech, aren't they heading into the game on a on a losing streak of some kind? Yeah, they've lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost three in a row. Um, but I love the effort at Baylor, and I'm sure they're going to be getting probably five maybe six maybe in that game tomorrow. I'm anxious to see what that line is. The the final uh, question of the podcast goes to Aaron, and that is, who wins the Big West, UC Irvine or UC Santa Barbara? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Ah, uh, gosh, that is That's right up your alley. That's right up your alley. I'll go Santa Barbara on that one. <laughs> wow. Like okay, I'm going to go against and say Cal Irvine. I'm going to go with the Anteaters over the Gauchos. Yeah, the Anteaters you over the Gauchos. You, you know you handicap college basketball when you can pull nicknames of the Anteaters and the That's Gauchos right. out of the big West. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we leave, let's uh, see if we can nail down the four number one seeds. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll start. And I think we're going to get Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Sandy. Uh, uh, all right. Dayton. Let's go. Dayton. Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Dayton, the four number no. one seeds. Sexy. Oh, Baylor, Baylor out. Baylor out, San Diego State, Gonzaga, Kansas, and Dayton. Baylor gets upset somewhere along the line and loses their number one seed. Um, early prediction, get as much money as you can on Stephen F. Austin. Um, ride them. They went into Duke and beat Duke earlier this year. They're my Loyola Chicago of, of three years ago to crash the Final Four party. Call me crazy. Um, or Dayton. Wait, can you can you can, can you repeat party. that? Repeat that clearer for the audience, please. Repeat that again. Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Party is your crashing the final four party. Yep. Yep. You're here first. Might as well throw it out there now. As a 12 seed, they'll probably win the 12-5 matchup and then go all the way to the yep. final four. Yep. Just like Loyola Chicago did. They have the same exact makeup. And and listen, bottom line. You don't accidentally go into Duke as a 27-point underdog and win. You don't get that gifted to you. You beat Duke. And if you're capable of winning in Cameron indoor, you're capable of getting to the Final Four. That's all I'm saying. But if you, you, you don't just scrub your way to beat Duke at Duke. You don't just luck your way. You've got to have players that make plays. You've got to have players to get it done. You've got to, have, you, you've got to get it done. That's the bottom line. And uh, I've watched them all year. They got three losses all year, one in conference play. I think they're 28 and three. I'm telling you right now, even at Boston, keep an eye on them. They are going to make some noise in the NCAA tournament. Wow. Anything to add, Aaron? 
Yeah, these are your one seeds, Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga, San Diego State. And I'm super excited to see Brandon in drag. So <laughs> so go St. John's. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will be back. We'll be back with another episode after Selection Sunday. So this was our conference tournament preview. We will have a full NCAA tournament preview. Uh, the, comp- the Selection Sunday is next Sunday. So we'll have an episode out ASAP to break down the NCAA tournament before we get into that first four games that will be played earlier in the week. Brandon, Aaron, um, good luck. All right, gents. Have a good week. All right, week. guys. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Take care. Well, there you have it for Brandon Lang at brandonlang.com. And Aaron Coscarelli, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. Check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at bleav.com. And once again, we'll be back after Selection Sunday, giving you a full NCAA tournament preview. Until then, stay sharp. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.